following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. Dr. Kathy Greenberg, my esteemed co-host, is with us today. And you know, between... Kathy and I, uh, we have helped thousands of leaders to perform in the top 10%. And we're always looking for new information to, to give to you folks, cutting-edge tools that can help you be a top performer. And what we define that is someone who's performing in the top 10%. And in reality, who doesn't want to be in the top 10%? And so we try to give you kind of the nuggets and ideas and tips to be in the top 10%. And we always have key people that we interview that, you know, that Kathy and I are interested in learning from who are doing, you know, significant work out in the field. And today we have Dr. Jeffrey Hull. And he's going to talk about this idea of coaching the post-heroic leader. And let me tell you a little bit about um, Dr. Hull. You know, he and I spent some time together just recently at a uh, coaching training and he's been coaching for, you know, for quite a while, over 20 years. And he is a uh, founding partner and CEO of Leader Shift. It's a boutique management consultancy based in New York City. He is also the clinical instructor in psychology at the Harvard Medical School and the director of education and business development at the Institute of Coaching at the McLean Hospital, the Harvard Medical School. We'll hear a little bit about that um, and then he's also an adjunct professor in leadership at NYU. So his background includes over 20 years of consulting experience with the C-suite executives across the globe. He's also, in, the, in his background, been an HR leader, so really can bring some very uh, interesting uh, information for us from you know, multiple viewpoints. He's the author of a highly acclaimed book on personal and leadership transfer, transformation called Shift, Let Go of Fear, and get your life in gear. That's nice. Let go of fear and get your life in gear. And so let me say a word about Kathy, and we're going to uh, bring my co-host, uh, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, on. And for people who don't know her, um, we've been doing this for, this is our eighth year, and we're always in the top-ranked business shows in Voice America. And with millions of listeners in 27 countries, 126 cities, you know, depending on the month in a Going through our archive, we have about 95,000 downloads that people um, listen to and, and apply. And a big part of that is from Dr. Kathy Greenberg. And she coaches leading executives and their entire companies. And she has something that's called Happiness Equals Profit. She has been named the First Lady of Happiness by the ABC TV. Dr. Greenberg has authored multiple uh, popular books, Science of Happiness, What Happy Companies Know, um, and then her you know, most a recent book, 
uh, Fearless Leaders. It's, it's been a number one rated book. Sharpen Your Focus. We've had some of our um, podcasts about that. It's available on Amazon along with a software platform that helps you become a fearless leader. And you can get in touch with Kathy at drkathygreenberg.com for free downloads and access to your true talent for lifelong satisfaction. Kathy, welcome. Thanks, really. It's uh, great to be here today, and I'm very excited to hear um, from Jeffrey Hall. I'm very excited about his work and learning a little bit more today about some of the uh, interesting concepts um, that he's going to talk about related to his work on helping leaders shift. And, of course, I'm always interested in the concepts um, that we love to talk about, which are happiness and using your talents to be your best, which in our new book we talk about as a concept related to overcoming your fears. So for those of you who uh, are listening for the very first time, which I doubt, seriously, I would love for you to listen a minute to uh, a little bit about my dear friend, my colleague, uh, and my co-host now for eight years, Dr. Relly Nadler. Relly is a master-level certified executive coach. He's also a psychologist, a corporate leadership and team trainer, and, of course, Dr. Nadler brings his legendary expertise in our favorite subject, Together Emotional Intelligence, to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and development programs. You know, Relly's newest top-ranked book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, provides hundreds of tools and strategies, of course, to develop star performers across any industry, but your industry in particular. And his Leadership Keys field guide is also available on Amazon as a book and an e-book, and you can also get his Leadership Keys as a free iApp. It's very simple. It's called Leadership Keys, and you can get it at the iApp store. It's got great videos, great concepts, things that we use every day, and I know every leader will definitely uh, prosper from. You know, he has um, a very popular blog on psychology today with close to 80,000 reads. Uh, To measure your EQ and get lots of free resources and downloads from his organization at EI Central site, Text E-I Central, that's E-I-C-E-N-T-R-A-L to 38470. Let me say that again. Text E-I-C-E-N-T-R-A-L, E-I Central, to 38470, or visit him at truenorthleadership.com. So, Riley, why don't we talk a little bit about some of the issues that we have continued to deepen our expertise, understanding, and, um, and work around on, on why leaders continue to derail, what we can do to improve overall emotional and social intelligence, and, and pretty much why we have this radio show. Sure. Let me say a few words, and then we'll bring on Dr. Hall, who, who also can respond to some of these. Um, you know, one of the things is... With the baby boomers retiring, we're losing, uh, we're having a brain drain, meaning that we're losing baby boomers who, the number of baby boomers, but also um, with the next generations coming up, Gen X and the millennials, they've been documented to have a little less emotional intelligence. And it's only because of technology. You know, they're spending more hours in front of a screen and probably less hours than some of the boomers did in front of people. And so as a consequence, we're basically... uh, having um, a drain of 
of new leaders being trained to come into the organization. 40% of organizations are saying they don't have enough new leaders to, to fill the, the, the gap. So some of the work that, Kathy, you and I do, um, that Jeff does here, is how do we train these next-level leaders to really be uh, sig- significant contributors? And if you look at training alone, typically training helps someone in productivity about 22%. All three of us are uh, doing coaching. And if you add that coaching element, and we'll get Jeff to talk about this, um, it really can add a uh, productivity up to about 88%. So, uh, Dr. Hall, welcome to the call. Hi there. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for, for doing this. And I know you got stuck in a, in a uh, Fort Lauderdale for a while, so you could be in worse places in the big snowstorm on the east. So hopefully you're back safe and sound. <laughs> yes, I'm back in New York, uh, just in time for the next snowstorm. <laughs> oh no! Okay. Well, let's start well, off, and then you know we're going to take. I'm the... oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that's par for the course in the middle of winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's start off with a question we like to ask folks: um, who who have been some of your major leadership influences in your life? And then we're going to talk about this whole thing about the po- post-heroic leader, you know, which you've uh, immersed yourself. But who have been some of your leadership influences? Um, it's a good question. I mean, there are so many. I, I would say uh, everything from some of the best clients that I've had that are role models. I've worked with people um, that just exemplify the kind of leadership that I always want to instill in my clients. So, I've learned from them. Um, as far as some of the thought leaders, uh, probably some of the names that you know and others of your listeners know well, but uh, people like Dan Siegel and Dan Goldman, um, Eco Sharmer. Um, I mean, um, I'm sorry, not Eco Sharmer. Uh, what is his first name? Otto Sharmer. <laughs> he does Eco Awareness. So right. I mixed but his name is Otto Sharmer. Some of those thought leaders are very, uh, have been very impactful on me and in the work, in fact, that we're going to talk about today. Um, and then I'd have to say, you know, in the coaching world, um, folks like David Peterson at Google um, and my boss at the Institute of Coaching, Carol Kaufman, um, they're really my role models for executive coaching. So there's, there's role models in the thought world and the client world and in the coaching world for me. So, Jeff, as you're speaking, one of the things that you and Relly have both brought up in the short amount of time that we've been on the air, is something, and correct me if I'm wrong, called post-heroic leadership or um, post-heroic behaviors of leaders. Can you address that a little bit and explain to both myself and the audience what that means? It um, certainly touches my heart, given that I work closely with our special forces. Yeah, no, I'm happy to explain it. I mean, the term post-heroic, um, it's something that I've kind of um, latched onto, but it's not a phrase that I can take credit for. If you Google it, you'll find there have been articles and um, there have been other folks that have written about this phenomenon that we're calling or that I'm calling post-heroic leadership. And it's really um, another way of saying post-patriarchal leadership or post-autocratic leadership. Um, but I think the fundamental theme is this idea that, that leadership as a practice, is evolving such that the theory that the charismatic, 
single individual with a particular type of personality, um, you know, very extroverted, very directive, very type A, that that kind of individual is no longer the only paradigm, the only paradigm for leadership. And that as the world becomes more global and leadership ranks become more diverse, there's just a whole new wave of leadership styles and leadership competencies that are emerging that, you know, for, the, for lack of a better term, it's really coming kind of what I'm coming under the rubric called post-heroic, where people are just much more diverse in their approaches to what constitutes effective leadership. Well, I think that one of the things that we'll talk about when we come back from this brief break is how you see this post-patriarchal leadership rolling out into our current environment, what are some of the concepts, and some of the approaches that we can benefit from. So thank you, Jeff, for being with us. Don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com, or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. We're always talking business. 
talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. And we're talking with Dr. Jeffrey Hull, who coaches top performers, you know, in the C-suite and elsewhere, and also some in some coaching schools. Um, so, Jeff, we were talking before the break just about this concept of the post-heroic leader, and then you have these uh, nine shifts that I guess you you bring in, and part of, and I imagine as part of your book too. Tell us a little bit about the nine shifts, and then what we want to do is we can go through them if time permits, you know, one by one, and get some of your input on that. Sure, I'd be happy to do that. Um, but before I jump into the nine shifts, it might be useful to just give you a frame for where this idea came from. Yeah. Um, basically, because you, you kind of hinted at it at the beginning of the show when you mentioned transformation going on in the workplace around the, the boomer generation um, and then the new millennial leaders coming up. And Basically, it is, it is because of my observations with those sort of two cohorts and the changes going on mm. that led to me developing this framework that I'm calling the post-heroic leadership assessment, which has nine dimensions. And the core of it is recognizing that it, at some point, um, many of the senior leaders, you know, the baby boomers that are in the C-suite now, are being confronted with this major change about what it means to be a leader mm. that I'm kind of putting under the rubric of post-heroic. But at the same time, the younger generation is coming up and they're kind of demanding a whole, in many cases, a whole different frame around leadership styles from their bosses. And then they actually are becoming different kinds of bosses, more participative, more networked, more collaborative, more relational, so, you know, you have this sort of uh, connection of two different, um, almost like uh, two different tectonic plates that are bumping up against each other. Hmm. And what I, what I found in my coaching is that the senior executives who have been leading large organizations, let's say, for many years, find it sometimes challenging to be asked to change their style. You know, you talked earlier about emotional intelligence. You know, if you really indoctrinate yourself into the ideas and theories of emotional intelligence, you may fundamentally have to change the way you've been leading if you've been doing it from kind of a stance of command and control over the years. And likewise, if you're coming up as a young leader and you're really not looking to become sort of the old hierarchical command and control style leader, you may be thinking about, well, what else, how else can I do this? What are the newest ways to mm-hmm. operate effectively in a leadership mode? And so what I tried to do is to create an assessment that wouldn't necessarily say that, that there is a right or wrong way to lead, but it would generate a dialogue with people that I'm coaching in terms of them trying to understand their natural strengths, 
around some of these attributes and competencies and then thinking about when they would want to have flexibility and agility because there are times when you do want to be very directive and very autocratic and they're, let's say, an emergency situation or a crisis. And then other times when you want to have more of these new ideas that have been emerging over the last 10 or 15 years and be more emotionally intelligent, more mindful, more collaborative, more partnership-oriented. So the idea is to help leaders develop a flexible style where they have access to a variety of these capabilities. That's great, Jeff, and, and very well stated. I mean, it kind of ties in with all the work that, you know, Kathy and I are doing and, and yourself and sounds like the coaches you work with. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that fundamentally this is sometimes challenging, especially for some of the leaders that we work with in the C-suite that have been in organizations for, very, for many years. They are most likely baby boomers, mm-hmm. and they, they're reading the books. You know, we're all out there reading Dan Goldman's Emotional Intelligence, reading your work, really, on emotional intelligence. And it's not always that easy right. to turn on, a, turn on a dime, right, and say, okay, I have, <clears throat> you know, five or six direct reports. I have a few hundred people working for me. Yesterday, I was kind of a command and control type leader, and now tomorrow I'm going to become an emotionally intelligent, collaborative <laughs> Networked, uh-huh. yeah, it's not that simple. Right, right. So as, as a coach, we want to have tools that can help the leader to sort of frame up their strengths and yeah. their opportunities, and that's where this work came from. Well, Jeff, when you're, um, when you're thinking about um, this work, you called it an assessment. Can you, um, I guess, talk a little bit more about how you use the assessment and where, where people can find it if they wanted to look at it or review it or get more information about it? Yeah, sure. Let me answer the second question first. Right now, um, the framework of the assessment is sort of in a trial stage, and I am um, doing research with it with my clients and also with colleagues. So it's not available publicly. Um, It needs more validation at this stage, but I'd be happy to share it with colleagues or anyone who's listening who would like to explore um, this topic, so they can always email me, and I'm sure you can you know, give out my contact information. Yeah, why don't you um, why don't you give us your email now, just the, your preferred one, and just so we'll say it again a couple times so people get it. Okay, yeah, my probably the easiest is um, Jeff J E F F dot Hull H U L L at Institute of Coaching dot org, and um, if you email me, I'll be happy to share with you a draft copy of this assessment. So. And and back to your earlier question about the assessment, what I've done is I've taken nine dimensions of what I'm calling this post-heroic leadership style, and I've put it into a framework where people can do a self-assessment so they can go through the nine dimensions and think about how they would rate themselves in terms of the shift from sort of a pre-heroic to a post-heroic stance as a leader. And they, or they can also share this assessment with their subordinates, so it can be used as a 360 tool. Hmm. And again, just to, just to underline, it's not about having a perfect score or right. you know, saying that one style of leadership is better than another, but this does ha- create an opportunity for people mm-hmm. to kind of see where, see where they are on the spectrum, yeah. and, then, and then that can become a development tool. You know what, what I like about this, Jeff, and we're going to go through this, the nine areas, um, almost like like emotional intelligence, um, you know the different competencies. It really allows for a really engaging, dynamic conversation 
you know, when you think about how do you bring about change for the leaders, how do you bring about change for coaches, it's really this conversation. I mean, it's not like you can say, tell someone, oh, go do this. I mean, it's the conversation, the understanding, the ability to kind of get insight and then turn insight into action, you know, that right. we're all involved in. So this is Absolutely. pretty exciting. Yeah, and, I, and, and, you know, where these nine dimensions emerge from is the research that's being done around effective leadership. And what I also find, and I'm sure you find this with your listeners and your clients, is that many of our, the folks we work with are reading the books. So they're, they're aware of the theories and the research. But the idea that's challenging is how do you then implement that in the real world? And yep. so, to your point, this is really helpful for a coach to be able to generate a conversation with a client and hopefully, as I like to use the word shift, to, uh, you know, transition toward a more post-heroic style. Hmm. Now, you said that one of the things that interested me earlier in the conversation was that there's more diversity. Now, obviously, we know that there's, um, you know, from a lot of the research that's out there and, and from what we see in... Um, in our younger generations of folks, there are definitely generational diversity issues. Um, what about gender, race, perspective, cultural background? Can you address some of the diversity issues that you would incorporate into this, um, you know, these nine dimensions that would be helpful? Because we know in emotional, with, you know, all the work in emotional and social intelligence, uh, that we've been doing, um, and certainly with all the new assessment tools we have at the Fearless Leaders Group, those are very important and practical applicators that we have forgotten about. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And, in fact, the eighth dimension of these nine dimensions in this assessment or this framework for, dia- for dialogue is around diversity. And the core shift that I like to point to is the shift from a diversity tolerance to a diversity embrace. So... I think, um, you know, in the pre-heroic frame, if you want to use that word, um, many of our leaders today are comfortable with the ideas of diversity. They've certainly um, been through diversity training. They're, they've developed a certain level of sensitivity and awareness around diversity issues. The next generation, literally and figuratively, as you think about a transition to a post-heroic consciousness or a post-heroic style, is to actually become aware of unconscious bias and for people to actually embrace the, the importance of diversity. So not just tolerate that you're going to have a more diverse workforce, that you need to be thinking beyond just uh, national origin or race issues or gender issues, but actually going to that next level of embracing, recruiting, developing, and incorporating, and actually making diversity a performance strength of your organization. So it's really embracing diversity. And I think the post-heroic leader will actually see a diverse group as key to their success. Mm -hmm. So it's like moving beyond just being Mm -hmm. uh, tolerant and sensitive, but actually embracing. Well, and, you know, I think that's very important. One of the things that we learned uh, a few years ago um, when I was visiting with Phillips, um, global, you know, global organization uh, that uh, helps us, as they like to say, you know, brings all kinds of new things to light. One of the operational initiatives they had, Jeff, was to put a goal around acquiring more diverse talent at the top of the organization. 
right. they actually put qualifiers in, talking about your dimensions, they put qualifiers in for their potential uh, career partners, those who are going to be out there helping them retain smart people. And they said, look, we need at least 50% of these people in these diverse categories. And they are now beyond uh, 40% of their original goal in attaining these diverse people and perspectives. So what you're doing is not only important, but I think what you just said is a performance strength in a heroic leader by overcoming these unconscious biases is really critical. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really going to become a differentiator, especially for any organization that wants to operate beyond a national border. And, um, you know, the, the days of being able to just bring the American or the Western style of operating to another country, I mean, I think that that's not going to be the um, accepted way to work, nor is it going to be a competitive advantage. So no, leaders, have to be, leaders have to be not just sensitive to cultural and, and diversity issues. They have to actually embrace the potential right. of those. So, so thank you, Jeff. We're going to go to our, our next break. When we come back, let's get into your, your nine shifts, or at least the ones that we can have enough time to focus on. And you're listening to Leadership Development News, so come right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. 
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're having an insightful conversation with Jeff Hull. Jeff, when we went to break, we were talking about the fact that eight of your current dimensions focus on diversity, and I think that piques all of our interest in all nine dimensions, and I know we don't have time to go through each of them in detail, but tell us about those dimensions that you feel perhaps have the most impact on a, a, if you will, the successful journey of a post-heroic leadership, Uh, uh, if you will, um, I want to say uh, coaching program or vantage point. Okay, yes, I'd be happy to do that. the easiest way to, to sort of visualize it is that uh, I divided up the, the, the nine dimensions into two categories. Um, the first category and the first five dimensions are under what I'm calling leading the self. So if you think about leadership, um, you always start with who you are as a leader before you actually impact others. So the first half of, the men- of this assessment is really about who you are as a leader, who you're being as a leader, and then the second half of the second four, the last four dimensions, are about leading others. So as a synopsis, um, the first five dimensions of the, sh- of the leadership assessment around historic leader all have to do with a shift in consciousness or a shift in awareness. So the, the pre-heroic or what I would call this sort of traditional leadership style has frames that we're all very familiar with. So action orientation, having vision, having a um, ethical stance, being knowledgeable. So all of which are very positive attributes. So bear in mind that nothing is particular. There's there's no particular negative connotation to being a traditional leader or a patriarchal leader. Sometimes that's required and can also be very effective. But the shift for the post-heroic leadership style is a movement, for example, from action orientation to a being orientation, which incorporates mindfulness, emotional intelligence, comfort with ambiguity, a different type of focus from being very directive and very decisive. Another example would be under vision, where the traditional leader is considered someone who's going to form a vision for the future and the post heroic leader is really someone who is much more settled and grounded in the present. So they may be aspirational about the future, but they're coming at the future from the stance of what are we, who are we today, and what are we becoming in the future. So it's more inspirational and aspirational as opposed to just creating a mission state. A third, a third example would be the shift from what I'm calling an ego awareness, which is a sense of yourself as the center, as the leader, as the boss, to what Otto Scharmer calls an eco-awareness, which is an inclusive self-awareness that includes social cues. It's a group awareness. So it's moving to um, more a consciousness that includes the whole system. Um, 
anyone who's familiar with Otto Scharmer's work, he really writes very um, beautifully about this shift of consciousness that we need to have in order to protect our planet. And it starts with the individual, moving from a self-centered level of awareness to a what he calls an eco-centered form of awareness, which is incorporating the group, incorporating the culture, incorporating the society, and ultimately, as he would put it, incorporating the whole planet. So it's a shift of awareness. And then finally, the last two dimensions have to do with this shift from being ethical to being authentic and from being knowledgeable to being wise. And an example would be that when you're, you know, it's not about not having knowledge as a leader, but in a post-heroic stance, it's actually more about becoming inquisitive, about being emotionally and intellectually agile with questions. There's a lot of literature now, um, Edgar Schein, and others have written about this shift from being the expert as the leader, you know, being the one that has all the answers, mm-hmm. to actually being the one that asks the right question, mm-hmm. that actually opens up the environment for creativity and for dialogue and for learning. And that's an example of another shift in stance for the post-heroic leader. So those are the Jeff, dimensions I, I, in the self-frame. I wanted to just pause on a second. Um, sure. On the ethical stance, we kind of went over that one very quickly in, in an, our, our work on this particular um, component. We call this moral courage uh, in our work. <clears throat> when you talk about ethical stance versus authentic, can you speak to that a little more? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, it's, it's not that the pre-heroic or traditional leader is not ethical. It's, it's a shift from an ethical approach that has to do with judgment and being sort of black and white in what is right and what is wrong to a more nuanced approach that includes an acceptance of vari- variations and the, the willingness to see that their subjectivity is very much, is very much a key to success that it's also, it's actually impossible to measure objectively everything so that a leader, an authentic leader has to come from a different place, has to come from a sense of vulnerability and willing to recognize that he or she may not, may not always have the right answer. And so it's just a more fluid sort of willingness to be in an ambiguous place um, in terms of, it doesn't mean unethical, um, <clears throat> but it's less of a a black-and-white approach to um, organizational dynamics. Does that make sense? Yeah. I I like, Jeff, how you have this, you know, in in the the article that you sent, you know, it it is that decision from the inside out, kind of that internal piece, um, you know, versus going with maybe what is the fastest answer. And it it reminds me of some of the work that we've spoken about you know, with Daniel Kahneman and this idea of slow thinking versus fast thinking ties into what you're saying with Edgar Schein, you know, and, and how do you maybe not go with your first gut reaction right away, um, but, you know, you, you kind of get everybody else involved and just take a little bit more time to really ground it. As I hear you're saying, the authenticity is it grounded in your body. You know, not only here's my quick answer, let's go. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, another example would be sort of this, hard and fast configuration called the red state or the blue state, right? Right. I mean, if, you, if you're today's post-heroic leader, it's not really going to be effective to get stuck as a red stater or a blue stater. I mean, you need to be more fluid and more flexible and recognize that there may be value in the red state and value in the blue state. Yeah. Well, and I also think the value we've talked about in coaching 
because in the business world, you know, many of our listeners are you know from there. Things are so fast and moving quicker and quicker every day that they just want a quick answer. And you can get yeah. the quick answer. Is it the right answer? And is it going to be the most effective? And how do we just stay with these slower conversations, which happens in coaching, you know, longer or with your team to really get more input? Exactly. So the other one that, that I was interested in, we'll maybe highlight a couple of these. Um, well, actually, you know, maybe why don't you let's hear the other side, and then we'll come, we'll zero back in because you went on the self side. You, you had the five. I'll just re- repeat it: action, the being, vision, the presence, ego to echo awareness, ethical to authentic, and then knowledge to wisdom are on the self side. And then, right. what do you have on the other side? So, the, as you would imagine, when you shift to the other side, you're thinking about influence and impact, and this now becomes a constellation of leader and follower. Mm. So there are four key dimensions. The first is from power over to power with, or from what I'm calling power to strength. And this is fairly straightforward for a lot of leaders to think about shifting from, you know, literally delegating and directing to pe- with their folks to moving toward a more empowerment, coaching, facilitating, collaborative style. Long- alongside that, moving from a focus on productivity to a focus on creativity. Now, that doesn't mean that as you, when you become creative, you're any less productive, but the research has been shown, neuroscience research and a lot of academics focusing on creativity are discovering that the, in order to be creative, human beings need to be freer. They cannot operate in a rigid, productivity-oriented environment. So if leaders want to create creative environments, they have to allow for more flexibility, more even even what I'm calling chaos, more spontaneity, and that requires a shift from a rigid sort of structured approach to productivity. And we talked a little bit about diversity, so diversity from moving from a diversity focus to a community focus or an embracing focus. And then finally, I think one of the most interesting dimensions is this shift from traditional teamwork to what I'm calling from Amy Edmondson at Harvard, teaming. And the idea here is that the traditional team is becoming more fluid in a post-heroic environment. So, you know, many high-tech environments or hospitals that I'm working in, they no longer have these rigid team environments. They actually have very fluid, permeable um, teams where it's not, there's not one person who's in the team or off the team. It's, it's much more um, a system that changes on a regular basis. So leaders that want to work in a more post-heroic team um, configuration have to be able to um, move with a more flexible, fluid, adaptive approach. And ultimately, the whole definition of a team changes. And so Amy Edmondson at Harvard calls it teaming, which is actually taking the concept of a team and changing it from a noun to a verb. Mm so that a team is actually a move a group of people in movement and so that's a whole different mind shift mind, uh, mind shift for many leaders who you know they have an org chart and they have their team and it's a fairly structured structured sort of rigid approach and in some of these newer high tech environments where it's knowledge workers they're really tearing down those walls and people are coming in and out of teams every day and so that requires a very different type of leader to be successful. So, so Jeff, when you were just 
explaining that. Were you talking about that in the concept of productivity, or was that something I missed? I, I'm very familiar with Amy's work. She's actually one of the endorsers of my new book, and I've loved Amy for a long time. Oh, I'm yeah, just trying to great. understand where that puts in. Where did that fit in? Well, I have teamwork um, as one of its own dimensions. So as yes. a leader, um, the, the productivity-creativity dimension is one, and then the teamwork-to-teaming dimension is another. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we're moving so quickly here, and it's such a great uh, set of dimensions and concepts. I just want to make sure we keep it clear for our audience. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Don't go away. We're right back. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening. 
listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Dr. Jeffrey Hall. You can reach him, uh, especially if you're interested in this uh, post-heroic leader, the assessment he's kind of working on, um, jeff.hull, H-U-L-L, at instituteofcoaching.org. And so, Jeff, one of the things that we want to zero in on, the nine areas, we'll, we, we can highlight a couple of them. The one is this idea of uh, vision of presence. And it says, you know, you, you write that in, since the late 1990s, you know, there's been gigs as far as, trying to look at vision statements, mission statements. I've been involved in them. I'm sure Kathy's been involved in them. Um, but without the emotional connection, the core, you know, meaning of the aspiration, um, humans aren't moved to act. So that's kind of what your, your words. This idea of vision to presence, because I think it, people may have it on the wall. Or the, um, How do you, you know, is there a way that you found successful to kind of bring that into the day-to-day operations? Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, I think that uh, this this is a good example of the kind of transition, transitional or even transformational mindset that's taking place in those with those leaders who are really sort of getting it um, in terms of how do you actually influence people to be inspired and motivated to move, like to really create a. a a wave of commitment to change or a wave of commitment to high performance. And the research has shown that just coming up with a vision, meaning a future-oriented kind of forecast, doesn't actually work, that people are actually not moved by a mission statement. They're not actually um, motivated by, you know, a very beautifully worded statement, you know, we are number one or we will be number one or whatever. Um, what they're actually moved by is something that connects to their emotional core, something that they can find meaning, and that is, in fact, connected to the present, not to the future. Mm. So the, the real shift is for leaders to recognize that what they most importantly need to do is to get in touch with what matters most. It's really a values exercise. What matters most to them and how can they express that in a way that connects emotionally with other people? Because that's what generates inspiration and movement. And so it's really, it's, it's about moving from the vision of the future to a deep emotional connection to the present. And in fact, the be- one of the best examples really, um, and you can, you can love him or hate him because he's certainly a, um, a lightning rod, but Steve Jobs, did a fabulous job of understanding, long before the research was written about this, understanding the difference between having a vision or a mission for the future and being able to escape, like, what really is real today, what mm-hmm. is present today. You know, the, his moniker, Think Different, or, what, you know, a number of different uh, labels that he came up with over the years with Apple. It was all about who we are currently in the right. present, not what we want to be, you know, 10 years from now. Yeah. You know, as you're talking about him, uh, I had a, I, I ran the uh, jobs horse for a while on my Psychology Today blog. I had about three or four blogs on him. But exactly what you said, 
in spite of his kind of leadership style, and we're not saying for folks to emulate his style, but his vision was so powerful that people maybe gave him the benefit of a doubt at a time that he could be a jerk. And right. because the vision overpowered that. And that's kind of what I think, you know, the value in what you're saying. Yeah, and, what, and well, he's a perfect example of the vision being about the present. You know, he was all about presence. He was all about today, not about future. One of the things that I want to kind of give us a little bit of a, a knob turn on here to focus something um, something more relevant, perhaps a little bit different than, than Steve Jobs, who we all love and know, but we can conceptualize about Steve for, for forever, um, <laughs> is the real practicality of how we all use emotional intelligence tools. And one of the things that I think hits home for me, Jeff, is we often come across leaders that have worked in what you call um, a knowledge uh, versus a wisdom environment. One of my mentors, Warren Bennis, was very big on asking the smart questions. The leader of the future uh, that we've been writing about for a long time, Marshall Goldsmith and I, we talk about the fact that it's about asking the right questions to the right people. But one of the things that I wanted to, to hear from you before we said goodbye was, how do you shift a leader who meets all the expectations you have of what you have outlined in your dimensions, but doesn't have the interpersonal relationship or the self-awareness to make that shift happen. How do you engage that person? You know, how do you get them to pay attention? What is there a magical sauce that you've used that works? <laughs> uh, wow, that's like one of those sixty-four thousand dollar questions, right? Um, how do you turn on emotional intelligence? <laughs> I yeah. mean, from, from my, I, I think there's a million different ways to do it. Um, and as a coach, you know, that's part of our tool set is to use our intuition and think about what's going to really touch the individual we're working with at a deeper place so that they're having, that, you know, they have that aha moment or that, you know, the light bulb goes on kind of thing. Um, I mean, for me, Part of the reason I wanted to create this assessment tool was to use it as a way of triggering a conversation for people to get in touch with their inner aspiration. It's like, what do they most care about? And I find that even the most um, emotionally unintelligent or, you know, someone who really lacks learning or emotional agility, they have an aspiration either in their family life or their community life or in the sports world or in, in some part of the, their life, they wanted to be a leader and they, wanted, they do have an aspiration to be relationally connected with a group, to do things with other people. So Beautiful. for me, it's, it's a way, for how do you find the access to that aspiration? I and think then, that is so powerful, Jeff, very yeah. powerful. And once they're, once they're connected to that aspiration, and often they become, the, they become um, in, you know, they become curious and inquisitive. So right. how do I do it? How do I do it? And then that's when these tools and the coaching can really help. And this is, Jeff, I think that we're all involved in, you said it earlier, is connecting to the self first. And that's where these powerful questions and exploration, you know, if, you, if you're listening and you haven't had uh, coaching, that's a very valuable to pursue some of these so, Jeff, right. we're gonna, we have to wish we had some more time. We may do something on the, uh, a later date when you kind of have your assessment out. Um, 
<clears throat> but thank you so much for this and for people who are interested in more information fantastic, from fantastic show. Dr. Hull. It's Jeff.Hole at instituteofcoaching.org. And uh, we've been talking about coaching the post-heroic leader. And you've been listening to Leadership Development News. Um, Kathy, you want to say anything before we bring us home? I just want to say that we are so fortunate to have wonderful thought leaders like Jeff Hull among our, uh, I'll call our friends and family here at Leadership Development News. We are starting the year in a very powerful way. And thank you so much for tuning in to Tune Up Your Leadership with Dr. Relly Nadler. Please go to truenorthleadership.com for his downloads, tools, and tips. And please visit me at drkathygreenberg.com. And don't forget to take our Fearless Leaders Leadership Style Quiz by going to um, our new website, by the way, www.thefearlessleadersgroup.com backslash take the quiz. We'll see you next time on Leadership Development News. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.